0: The drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Mike Falkowski, and today we're talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the, let's just say... One of those teams that has been absolutely rocked by injuries this season. And they just have been pretty terrible overall. Um, so, I mean, as you guys know, we're doing more NHL episodes, obviously. To do more NHL episodes and watching the games. So I tuned into the Blue Jackets uh, versus the... What was it? It was the Oilers. <laughs> And I only was able to watch the first two periods, of course. I missed everything interesting. But, like, the story with Columbus' this season is first. If you look at them compared to the rest of the teams in the, in the NHL as a whole, they are bottom three. And probably by the end of the season, they probably will round out at about <laughs> maybe second worst, maybe the worst, somewhere around that. They're not going to be good. Uh, they're 3-6-1 and one in their last ten. They're a pretty, pretty bad team. Uh, If you look at goals against, well, you're not going to see what you like. They're fourth in goals against and goals for. They are third to last. So minus 61 net is, I believe, second worst in the NHL, I want to say, behind... Just the Ducks. Yeah, I think minus, minus 61 is, is got to be the worst. Um, and, and, you know, obviously what that tells us is that this Columbus Blue Jackets team is just not very good. Uh, and I get that they've had injuries, right? Justin Danforth, sideline for six month, months due to a tour labrum. Jake Bean... Another torn labrum, four to six months. Jacob Voracek out indefinitely with concussion symptoms. Um, and by the way, usually, again, NHL concussion protocol, but there's a very slim chance that he will be able to return this season. Yegor Chinakov uh, is going to miss six weeks with a high ankle sprain. He's, he's actually slid to probably return in a week or a little or a little bit. And then Zach Wierenski as well. All those guys are on the IR. And uh, that's not good when, <laughs> when you're a team. Like, simply put, you don't want to have a team that has that many players. I believe on the broadcast for the Oilers, I think they've played what 36 players, 36 skaters this season, which I believe is the second highest, maybe the highest. All those stats are bad. Right? We we, we don't want to be we don't want to be uh, sharing stats of most players played in the season, stuff like that, because. What that really reflects is that wow, uh, this Columbus Blue Jackets team is completely injured. Like they're like David Jurek, who whose first season in the i had never played before, got called up this year. I believe he's AHL, um, and he's actually getting minutes. Let me, let me just check. Yeah, I, he's an AHL player um who got called up this season cuz they've had so many injuries on the defensive line for the Blue Jackets. There's it's bad. But you know, whoa I I listen. The Blue Jackets this season definitely have an excuse for being just as bad as they are because I mean, you really can't do that much about it, right? They've just been they've just been bad. Um and they've been so injured that the expectations for this team to actually be winning games is very, very low. And it's not that they don't have talented players on their roster, right? I think, you, I mean, listen, they, they got Johnny Goudreau in that big, big trade over the offseason. I don't know if you guys remember that, but, but we didn't really talk about it. But he was in Calgary basically his entire career, comes over to the Blue Jackets, in a, in just again, a, a kind of a huge trade, really unexpected that he was coming to the Blue Jackets. A lot of people thought that he would probably stay in Calgary. Uh, he didn't. I mean, this guy last season: forty goals, seventy-five assists, one hundred and fifteen points. He was excellent last season. Uh, this season, he's not going to come anywhere close to those numbers. He's got thirteen goals and thirty-four points through forty-eight games. Not that he's been bad. The team around him really hasn't been good. Patrick is missed time, but he's good. Boone Jenner, Kent Johnson, uh Sean Corale's been okay. They, I mean, they have some decent players on the team, uh, but it's been it's been odd. <laughs> it's been, it's been odd. Um and, and I think again, a lot of that's due to injuries. You know, what I noticed about this team last night is first off, the team defense is horrendous, right? They really do not do a good job clearing the zone. They don't do a really good job of getting you know getting the puck out of the zone. So in terms of whether when they have the puck, they they turn it over occasionally, they let up odd man rushes quite often. Uh and they just put their goaltender in bad positions. Whether it's Jonas Corpusalo, who who's probably been the better the best goaltender on the team this season. Um and he, you know, he's all oh, right. His stats are, are, are definitely inflated by how bad the team defense has been. Uh, listen, I don't think he's a three point two two goals against average or goals per game guy. Uh, with a what a nine twelve save percentage, like I don't think that he's. I don't think that he's that low. Like I don't think he's that bad. I think, I the team around him is definitely making those stats. Uh, quite a bit worse than they actually are. However, what we've learned from that is of course that this Columbus Blue Jackets team is just kind of a mismatch at the moment, right? And this is a team by the way that it has isn't horrible and and wasn't I think there were they were, I can't remember how bad they were last year. They weren't great last year. Which is, again, why it was such a surprise um, that Johnny Goudreau signed from the Flames, which were a pretty up-and-coming team, like relatively speaking, and, and went to uh, the, the Blue Jackets. Sorry, I'm just looking at record by year for the Blue Jackets right now. Um, season by season record. Yeah, so last season they won thirty-seven games, lost thirty-eight. So they had what, like uh looking for points. Where's points? They had eighty one points, twenty twenty okay, that was a lost year. Um, but they were good in nineteen twenty, they were good in eighteen nineteen. Some of the actually the better teams in the league, basically for for three years straight from sixteen to nineteen, those seasons, they were fairly good, I have to say. I mean, um, They were one of the better teams, and they've kind of fallen off. And, again, this season, a lot of it's due to injuries. I think that when I watched, at least last night, and, and based on what the commentators are saying, and I'm not going to you know take that as, as a full value, but I I do think that Jonas Corpus is potentially a, a, a long-term option for this team. I don't think that he's a bad goaltender, especially if you look at the game he had last night. So he let up two goals. And remember, this is against the Oilers, arguably the best offensive team in the NHL this season. They look great, you know, often. He had 34 saves and a 944 save percentage and allowed no goals in the third period or overtime, which tells me a couple of things. Number one, he's getting a lot of shots at him, which means that, of course, he's going to be letting up more goals. And I think that, you know, there are teams like the Bruins who really limit the amount of shots that are allowed on their goaltenders, which is part of the reason why you see Linus Olmark and, and uh, Jeremy Swimming with such high save percentage because they don't have to make as many saves. Now, I will say this, they're, they're great goaltenders. It's nothing against them. It's just part of the fact that, like, when you get 35 shots and you 36 shots and you during a game, the probability that you let zero of those in is basically nothing, uh, especially, again, against the best offensive team. And he had a very good night last night, and he's been playing Jonas Corpusayo much, much better recently. Right. He allowed, um, again, he did allow four goals against Calgary, but that was on 49 shots, right? He still had a 918 save percentage. In his last five games, he's had, over a, uh, he's had over a 900 save percentage. His lowest was 854. That was against Carolina. Again, a very good team, but they beat Carolina the previous night where he had 42 shots against them. San Jose, they beat they lost to Calgary in overtime he had 49 shots and they beat Edmonton when he had 36 shots. So he's getting a lot of the volume of shots that he's getting at him is kind of crazy. Uh he's made I want to I want to know how many shots he's he's had against him this season. I don't know if I can if I can see that. Yeah, his save attempts this season have already exceeded last season just despite playing really just what uh well, I guess he started two more games. But he saved he saved 618 shots out of 678, um, which again 912 is up from his previous two seasons. It's actually a career best outside of his first season in the NHL. So second best season overall. This would be from he's been excellent, right? The Blue Jackets offensively have been mm, a pretty pretty poor. I mean, listen, Johnny has had a good season, but. His goal-scoring numbers are, are way down. I mean, he scored 13 goals a season. They don't have a, a guy who scored 20 goals on the team, which I don't know if they're the only team in the NHL. Let's take a look at some of the worst teams in the NHL because I believe the Blackhawks, they have to have – okay, the Blackhawks are in the same same sphere. Max Domi, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's only got nine goals this season. That's crazy. Okay, the Taves has 13 so they're not alone in this in this reality that, uh, you know, they don't have a 20-goal scorer. But it's a little bit different, at least for me, because when you look at the Blackhawks, that's a team that's been absolutely ripped to shreds, just down to the suds outside of basically a few players. Um, and the same with the Ducks, by the way. Those are two of the worst teams in the NHL. And they're not necessarily built for success. They're built for Essentially, again, they're built for the tank. They're here to tank, um, and and they're and they're rebuilding it in the same way. Like Trevor Zegers is going to hit twenty goals, and Adam Henrique have both had good seasons. The fact that the Ducks are bad is is more more due to the fact that they have a minus eighty three goal differential and have let up two hundred and one goals a season, which is definitely good for the worst in the NHL by ten goals over the Canucks, who have been. Literally, we're talking about the Vancouver Canucks are like one of the worst teams in the NHL. They're, they're bottom, bottom six, the sixth worst team in the NHL this season, and they just fired their head coach. The point I'm trying to make about the Blue Jackets is they have top top-line talent. I mean, every team in the NHL, I think to a certain degree, has top-line talent. It's not that any team really has lacking any great players. There's just too many... Too many good players, and with the salary cap, no no one team can have so many, and really no team is going to have none. But the fact that Goudreau and Line a and, and, and Jenner are kind of struggling this much is a little bit at least worrying to me because, at least again, my perspective is these are some of the better players in the NHL. They've showed what they can do before. Why Why is it that this team is struggling so much? Right. And if you look at in terms of time on ice, you can really tell who's really playing first line. So it's Goudreau, Boone, Jenner and in line. That's a very solid line. Like you're not. I don't know. Not these guys are in all stars this year due to, you know, just the fact that, hey, like they're just not that good. Right. They're just not a good team. So, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. And if you uh, if the tide's going out, well, that's going to lower the water level for everybody. But that's a solid line. Goudreau and Lana are top players in the league, and Boone Jenner is a, a, a very capable center. And the fact that those three guys are really struggling as much as they are, uh, combined with the fact that you got, got other guys who are really struggling as well, is concerning. And I get, again, they have injuries, but I think that's more in relation to those injuries. Again, those are not necessarily your top line goal scores; Those are more your your better, some of your de- defensemen, some of your depth. But I feel like with this Blue Jackets team, what I was expecting to see more of, right, was, hey, our top line talent is still going to be very good. Like, we're still going to score goals with our top line. What, we're, what's not going to happen is we're not going to be able to have that depth scoring. So we're going to be, in essence, a worse version of the Bruins, where our top line is incredibly good. And, in we have a lot of talent, but we just have nothing backing that up. And, and to a worse extent, they don't really have defensemen, and their goaltenders may be a little bit more inexperienced and maybe not as good as those in the Bruins. But what we've really seen is kind of an almost complete falloff of this entire team. Uh, again, they're not going to have a 20-goal score for at least, i got to say, probably like 10 more games. There's no way Line A or Boone Jenner scores like, Six goals in the next like eight games, which is something that they haven't done all season. I would not expect them to do it going forward. So, for me personally, this Columbus Blue Jackets team, I understand that a lot of people are talking about hey, they have a lot of injuries, but outside of that, like, I get that that's a reason why they're bad, and that, and, and, but I don't think that they should be this bad with the talent they have on this team. I think that they definitely should be better, and again, especially we should see at least, even if they're not winning games, even if they're letting up goals, which they are, we still should see that top line producing in in, in good fashion. Last night we saw just a little bit of that, right in the first period, and I I wasn't watching, so I really I really don't know, but in the first period for sure, like we actually saw a Columbus Blue Jackets first line. For the pe- first and a half period, a period and a half in this game, we saw the Columbus Blue Jackets first line actually play pretty good hockey, right? Boone Jenner scored, and Patrick Laine had an assist, right, on that first opening goal of the game. They looked very good out there. They were actually, they weren't really dominating, but they were controlling the pace of play light, nicely. They were doing all the right things. In contrast, right, In contrast, that second half of the game, or the rest of the game, they felt outmatched. And again, maybe that's because their defensemen aren't as good as they should be. Maybe it's because the season's just been kind of really rocky for them. And they've only won 15 games, and they're 15 points behind Philadelphia in the Metro. And Philadelphia are not very good this season. They're not going to make the playoffs. So... The Blue Jackets are way out of it. This is just their fourth win on the road this season, so they're a pretty—they're—they're struggling right now, to say the least. Like this team is not having an easy go of it. So, uh, but—but I'm so surprised to see that this this line is not having more success. So, solutions for the Blue Jackets. I mean, uh, what what can I say? Right? They're they're a relatively physical team. They they get hits. Um, you know, they're doing, I guess you could consider the right things, but it's not really working this year. So obviously this season's a lost season. They're not making the playoffs. Um, and their team is injured to hell. I don't even think that they would want to make the playoffs anyways. Now they have the opportunity, uh, to, to, you know, sign or uh, draft Connor Bedard. I think they have the inside track right now, at least. On that number one overall pick, and Connor Bedard's been absolutely insane this season in, in in at least in reference to the the AHL and lower leagues. He's I think he's what he's has like over a hundred points in in a crazy low number of games. Um, to me, if they can get Connor Bedard, I mean, this team's got to change, right? Getting a top prospect, at least, again, in my opinion. That's what invigorates a team that makes a team want to play a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's not, it's not as if Connor Bedard is instantly going to fix this team, but it's definitely going to make it better. Um, I think that they definitely have to invest more in team defense. I get that the team is injured this season, but I, I mean, still you can't be, you can't be this bad. Again, if you just signed, Johnny Gaudreau to a contract. I mean, it's just not its not something that you can do. Jonas Corpusayo, I'm looking at uh, his contract right now. I mean, he's fairly cheap. He signed through this season. Will they sign him next season? Like, I don't know. He's not being paid very much, uh, but he's having a fairly good season. I would expect them to come back and sign him. Um, at, le- at least that would make sense to me, right? I-, I wouldn't expect them to look at someone else. He's had a fair season. The The concern is, you know, obviously, Goudreau, you're paying him about $10 million a season. Uh, and he is, you know, he hasn't really been producing. Patrick Laine, you're paying him $9 million a season. And again, you just signed Johnny Goudreau. And he's gonna be here for a while. You've signed him through 2028, 20, 29 season. He's getting paid again, not about ten million dollars a season for every single one of those seasons. Um, which you know tells you everything you need to know. Like it's not it's not something you're gonna move off of. Patrick Lyon, I believe he's under contract for a little while. Yeah, so you have him for a few more years, and he's on again, a nine million dollar deal. He's not complaining about that. Um it's really just kind of a question of can this team a if they're gonna fail right will they get Connor Bedard how much will they invest in Jonas Corpasayo and and they need to put more on team defense because let's be honest this team even if they were healthy they wouldn't be competing they would be better for sure I mean not many teams are, are struggling this much right now uh, especially again a team with arguably some talent um some talent keyword some so we'll see it's going to be interesting to see what the blue jackets do over the offseason because they've got guys under they've got big names under contract for for quite a bit longer so they're not really in territory like like the bruins are where they have to re-sign david Pasternak. right they're not in that sort of territory but at the same time Right, they have to look for a goaltender and again defensemen are a problem. This season, there's really not much they can do. They're really just trying to like look at prospects and just trying to get the season over with. I mean, they're they're the 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 they're they're the NHL's gurney. They have so many guys out. It's 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 unreasonable for anyone to expect them to do anything great. Now, again, should they be almost failing this hard in terms of positionally like should Johnny Gaudreau have arguably one of his worst seasons in a while? I mean, he was a he had 115 points last season. Is he going to eclipse 70 this season? I don't know. Honestly, they've they played 48 games. He's got 47 points. So I'm not so sure that he's going to eclipse 70. I'm not so sure he's going to eclipse 80 for sure. I mean, listen, the, the pace he's on right now, he's probably like on a what like a 75 point pace for the season, something like that. I mean that's not that's not very good for a guy you're giving ten million dollars a year to. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, but again, with this many injuries, they're done for. They're not coming back from this. I I would say at least those guys and in injuries don't rush your way back. Uh, and to everyone else, let's just keep trying to do our best. It's only it's the only thing we can do because they're not going to be doing anything crazy this season. So with that. I would like to thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Micah Flopkowski, and you all have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.